Welcome to the 2023 Wacker Slaps Division I American Radiohead Championship, where 16 red-blooded American alt-slash-indie bands and musicians go head-to-head to settle once and for all the fiercest debate in all of music. Who is the American Radiohead? I'm your host of the festivities, Caleb, and as always, I'm joined by the Pablos to my honey, the Kings to my limb, the kids to my A, and the moon shaped to my pool. That's right, (laughs) co-hosts. Hey, I'm Noah, and uh, I'm working on that DraftKings sponsor. I'm going to turn this into a gambling (laughs) podcast in no time. Not applicable in Virginia, Alabama. If you have a gambling problem, go to reach out chaos for gambling problems in Kansas. No, but for real, if you have a gambling problem, reach out to Gambling Anonymous. It's a heavy one. Yes, and I'm your producer, Adrian, and please don't call the karma police on me. Oh, nice, dude. Hey, does ACAB apply to the karma police? ACAB with a K. Yeah, nice. Uh, well, yeah, welcome. Um, as we were previewing last week, we are changing things up for the next uh, about four episodes or so. We're doing our own March Madness style tourney here, and we are looking at a bracket of 16 All-American bands. Um, they're going to face off in individual competition and determine who's the American Radiohead. So if you're familiar with uh, March Madness, we're basically doing our own uh, Sweet 16 style bracket uh competition so yeah we'll nice. uh put a bracket out on our socials you can fill it out yourselves based on how we seed it and uh, who we put up in there so yeah that's uh that's what we're doing so it's a little change of format a little change of uh what we usually do but we've been talking about it for a while kind of joking about it and i don't know I did a, lot, a lot of different podcasts now that i listen to at least or that i've been hearing kind of do March Madness or like drafts or tourneys. Yeah. And I don't know. I, th- I think it's fun. We're all like basketball guys too. So it's a good way to kind of combine those interests. So yeah, yeah. that's what we're up to. Everybody and loves live- a bracket. Yeah, totally. So it's an excuse to do a bracket basically. And I guess we can kind of talk about like the American Radiohead-ness of it all. Yeah, it just comes up a lot, I guess. I don't know. Maybe we're kind of inflating that. Um, but... I think we're, we're stretching it about as thin as it can get. But, yeah. Well, uh... what was the is... origin of that anyway? Okay, well, American radio I did. Head? I did some Googling. Right. And uh, there is an article by Chuck Klosterman called The American Radiohead about a band. I'm not going to give it away who is on this list for sure. So I think that's like one instance of it. And then there's like a few other articles that have read listicles and stuff like that. That like, yeah, like who's the American radio head? So. Yeah. Yeah. It, became, thing. it seemed like it became kind of a, not kind of a lazy shorthand almost. Yeah. Just like, oh, this, this band's kind of eclectic or kind of mm-hmm. doing experimental thing or playing with bloops and bleeps and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess we kind of, yeah, we should kind of, you know, define that for our listeners here. Uh, like what makes a band qualified to be in this in this in this tournament here and um there's a few different kind of criteria that like we thought of you know one being somewhat popular kind of like you know definitely propped up by the hype crossover machine. appeal 
crossover oh, yeah. appeal, you know, because I've always said about it for years, Radiohead is either the most extreme thing you listen to or the least extreme thing you listen to. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they have a lot of normie followers and there's a lot of people who like music. So, um, yeah, so crossover appeal and then also kind of like further from there, like uh, eclectic uh, uses like kind of draws on different influences, prop maybe from more experimental ends of music big like has like really prominent album cycles so like when they drop an album it's like talked about you know they're kind of event releases yeah like you know caters to a lot of different folks get a lot of hype yeah people freak out to see them live that, that kind of thing so you know it's, it's it's a vibe uh for sure and you know we uh pull the list together over the past couple of weeks of bands that we think kind of fit the bill so that's what we're going to do. Today's episode is just go over who's in the Sweet 16. We have a few more slots to fill, too. So we're going to have a, some discussions about that, about kind of who makes the makes that makes it into the tournament based on kind of our master list. And then as well as we're going to have a fun little playing tournament, you know, shout out NBA 2020 nice. on. Yeah, a little playing tournament, some more wild card ish bands, mm-hmm. you know, because you got to give some underdogs you know, a shot. So the uh, the plan will determine who's the the fifteenth and the sixteenth seed goes in. So yeah, that's what, that's, good. that's what we're up to. That's that's the kind of all the housekeeping and you know kind of keeping in the spirit of our uh, show. You know, um, one of the segments we always do is like, what is their deal and uh, personal history. So I just want to take a quick you know minute or two to kind of go, what is Radiohead's deal? What makes them worthy of? influencing bands to be the american version of them <laughs> and uh yeah kind of like, yeah and how do y'all feel about it you know i'm gonna see this to adrian because he's kind of the radio head head in, in the group <laughs> um he is as we say he's raised his, on one of radio. his guys <laughs> yeah <laughs> would you say radio has one of your guys adrian uh, they're definitely one of my guys less less so in recent years uh, uh-huh. although they've been they've released less in recent years so that might not be on me but uh certainly throughout the 2000s and the early, you know the 2010s like they were a huge band for me still still love them still listen to them you know every every uh every so often uh but yeah i i was a huge head i was on the all the radiohead fanzine sites back in the day uh, you know at ease web uh, shout out all those uh, tabs and stuff that I want to pick up from there. But um, anyways, yeah. So I, you know, I think I first really got aware of Radiohead. I think I heard Creep probably in the radio in the middle of the 90s, just because it was, you know, everywhere, everywhere. and uh, impossible to escape. But I really got acquainted with them. I remember distinctly is watching um, the Paranoid Android video at my aunt's house in, in, uh, when OK Computer dropped and just thinking like, this is incredible i mean it's a very uh it's an awesome video it's a cartoon um i forget the name of the cartoon it's like an actual the dude's uh cartoon i forget what he it's like a, a dude with a beanie and he's like going around going on a little misadventures runs into like uh, a dude in a suit that yells at him and a big tittied woman and all this other shit that happens it's pretty wild but i remember watching that and really liking the music and you know it, it's an interesting song changes up a bit a bunch within the song kind of the uh, happiness is a warm gun thing and and from then on i was just like wow this is this is a great band and so like i shortly after that i i got you know okay computer and and then you know once the turn of the millennium came around and kid a hit then it's like yeah then they really became my guys because i was like this is 
this is everything I want for music. You know, it's, it's cutting edge experimental. Uh, they still have guitars and stuff, but it's, they're doing weird computer things and it just all my interest uh, going into one kind of band. And, uh, and yeah, and then I eventually, you know, saw them live a few times and uh, you know, there's some stories behind that, but maybe I'll save those for uh, when we cover those records, but yeah, that's that's kind of my deal. I've been a huge Radiohead head since the since the late nineties. Yeah, and I, I think with like you know Radiohead, like kind of you touched on their their eras, um, you know, and their mm-hmm. kind of different phases as a band. You, you want to talk about like right place, right time? I think that was Radiohead because they were kind of cresting off when there's an interest in you know alternative rock, grunge, guitar rock, whatever you want to call it. Like mm-hmm. um, yeah. when that was on its way out. You know they were still making themselves more relevant with you know those breakout albums uh the bands and okay computer and then that took them into the you know the new millennium when yeah where things were getting a little bit yeah more more experimental more um yeah. beat and electronic hey. music oriented and they were able to ride to ride that and then kind of a larger explosion of you know blog rock and indie bands that were happening and they were still making albums pumping out really quality albums at that time and still relevant and bringing in that conversation yeah so they they had a lot of like longevity and were able to um, yeah they ride that out and then then being you know always on a major label coming off of the brit pop thing they mm-hmm. just kind of always just kind of ratcheted up their you know popularity and, and and relevance and so i think that's why they're they're worthy of you know being a band that you could say about other bands that they're the european or canadian version of this you know because they're kind of a band to like strive to be you know it's kind of there is maybe template they're the brass yeah. ring People yeah, kind of, you know i mean we talk about the beatles in the same way right where uh, after a certain point in their early career you know very similar to radiohead where there's first couple of records their first few records are, are pop more pop oriented maybe more rock and roll oriented and then they start experimenting. They start injecting yeah. other things into their sound. They start bringing in electronic music. You know, they're listening to jazz. They're listening to, you know, Motorik and and Noi and and you know Can. They're listening to Aphex Twin and Warp. You know, Warp Records. Oh, definitely. So it's and then they're incorporating that. I mean, similarly to the Beatles, where it's like they're listening to all this, you know, Indian music or uh, or jazz or you know other kinds of uh, psychedelic rock and getting influence or Bob Dylan or whoever it's a similar trajectory where then it becomes a template where like every album you change it up or you add new shades. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, obviously they at some point they hit kind of their stride and they kind of locked into a sound and um, you know, and then they had kind of a late, late, uh, late era resurgence with that last record with Moonshaped Pool, where it's like it's kind of almost a return to earlier sounds with more guitar oriented yeah. stuff, but also incorporating. I would say know, a big element to to when we're weighing these choices of who's American Radiohead is their control of their image. Where you're yeah, saying, yeah, Kale, totally. they were on right. a major label, but they always felt like the internet's band. Like you know, right. they they cultivate their own look, their own music videos their own feel mm-hmm. like you're saying Kev, they kind of crested with the wave of alternative brit pop kind of slacker rock yeah your and, oasis your blur and then once people to keep the wave metaphor going once people started surfing the web they kind of washed up on the shores of nascent blog rock and became definitely the leaders of of 
kind of what hype was and kind of a feeling like they, they were always themselves. And then people mm-hmm. kind of chase that like, okay, you can control your own image yeah. well, and, you can and make exactly to... the album you want. You can make exactly the video you want and you can still be popular and get a lot of yeah. money to make these things. Yeah, exactly. And well, totally. uh, before you get into, sorry, Caleb, before you get into it, no, of course. Uh, I was just going to say it. And then also, I think one thing too, is knowing how to deal with the hype. Cause I think they're very, I think they, achieve that early on and then it was just very hard for them to kind of move on until they they realized like oh we can evolve as a, a band in terms of sound we can do all these other things and then that kind of opened everything for them and you know and they became the biggest band in the world and that's a huge you know that's a that's a big burden to, to bear when every album has all this expectation and you know suddenly now they're they are yeah they are the the forefront literally um, and one thing we haven't even brought up is how they basically introduced a brand new mode of distribution within rainbows, right? Like the direct to literally right. direct to consumer pay what you want. I mean, it hasn't really, that specific model hasn't caught on, but it's kind of one of the first, it was one of the first times where a band is really taking the reins of their own music and trying to establish a new means of getting it out there. You know, I mean, obviously we have band camp and things like that now where it's, easier to be more easily facilitated than back then where it was only like major labels and iTunes and things like that, or, or Amazon or whatever. And so they, you know, they were always experimenting not only with the sound, not only with their image, but also with, with, you know, with how they work within the music industry itself. Uh, I think once they finished with the majors, then they were able to just do whatever they want because they were the biggest band in the world because they had all the hype and they knew that they could, use that to their own advantage to change well not change things but to add a new model and to do diff- something different and you know yeah. i'm sure it worked out for them you know tenfold and and it's it was an interesting experiment yeah, yeah. it's like their ability to be considered avant-garde but still wildly wildly popular and hyped yeah. up yes yeah and you know one of the things radiohead was known for at least lyrically and kind of thematically was anti-consumerism and like commenting on vapid modern culture and things so by challenging the um you know the means of production and distribution you know they put those kind of political undertones that they had um into like you know into action into something that you know was material and something you know they could actually kind of like buck against the against the system they're you know somewhat critical of so yeah more power to them on that i think when bands always kind of go beyond the music to do stuff like that um you know makes them well known and it gives them a yeah gives them some cred but the other thing i wanted to talk about with with radiohead because it's something we do on this podcast is talk about like kind of media framing and hype machines and everything and i think you know at the time radiohead was you know emerging in the mid 90s is there was this like real hunger of like media journalists people on mtv big glossy magazines to anoint bands our generations blank you know and there was there was a lot of investment in that Mm -hmm. and so they they would look for bands and you know they were the british beatles yeah (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) and i think radiohead was one of those bands who was assumed by that they're like yeah this is the the voice of the generation this is our generation's pink floyd which they got compared to a lot this is our generation's Beatles. So like there was like a, a, yeah, a voracious kind of hunger to kind of anoint them. And then they kind of became shorthand for, yeah, this, this generation, this kind of new model of young adult living in, you know, living in the world. 
definitely um yeah so and that's what kind of makes them interesting because you know they mm-hmm. kind of yeah oh and, right. you know, I mean, yeah so i don't know that's one thing i talk about but yeah but just personally radiohead was i liked radiohead in high school you know a kid a and amnesiac were big albums for me they you know because smoke a lot of weed those albums are all <laughs> very textured and dense and have a lot of kind of interesting you know ups and downs and everything for a young weed addled mind to take in so but then honestly like i kind of didn't get exhausted by them but i compared to you know other people in our group some people kind of rode with radiohead a little deeper into their catalog of you know deeper into the years and i just you know, probably when else started, probably started listening to heavier stuff or um, mm-hmm. stuff that was more singularly psychedelic and stuff. You know, it was like, you know, crowd rock or, you know, fucking whatever, stone or metal, that kind of thing. You know, that can get more of my vibe. So um, it was cool, though, to like through this tournament to refamiliarize myself with Radiohead because I'm like, oh, I'm going to be talking about a lot of these bands and like coming off like I think I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I should probably listen to some Radiohead. So I, don't know, I listened to OK Computer through. Um, I listened to OK Computer, and then I listened to Hail to the Thief, and yeah. uh, I, I didn't finish it, but I put on In Rainbows, which is an album like I actually probably never listened to. I think that's kind of around. I think Hail to the Thief was right around the time I kind of oh, well, tagged out. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, I can give a brief history. Yeah, they've never been my favorite band. They've never been a band that I go to. I'm never like in the mood to put on a Radiohead album. Maybe the Benz, I guess, is still my favorite. But that's kind of like a hipster thing to say these days. <laughs> is it, though? I don't think so. Or it's like, oh, you like the one that's not the good one, or not the great one. You know, like, well, it's like, yeah, it's the pre breakout, breakout, pre breakout. Yeah. yeah. I think with time, they've all sort of gain their acclaim so i don't think that's as hipster as it would have been that one had a bunch of hits too i guess it was more so when they were trying to be just a radio like a alternative rock band with songs on the radio like the best version of that yeah yeah Yeah. but i heard them first creep of course that was such a huge song that song got played on the radio as a kid like on you know whatever modern rock rock radio radio, college rock radio mtv and then throughout the years there are music videos of course the was it karma police one is a big one with the where he's in the car oh yeah the guy lights on fire I think that's the, jonathan glazer i want to say that director i think you're right yeah sure um, so their videos him. were always cool but it's funny i used to my older brothers had most of the albums it was like an event they'd be like oh i got the new Radiohead." i remember like their my brother and his friends listening to it so I would listen to it like on my own. I remember Kayla one time telling me, you're like, you're like a closet Radiohead fan. Like I would only listen to it like by myself, like in my room for some reason. I don't know. I like didn't want to be identified as a Radiohead person for some reason for a long time. I don't sort know of what the, it was. But it's kind of the thing of like the dweeby fans making it seem like less yeah, cool or something. I don't know. Good. I was no, one of those dweeby fans, so I don't know. They were cool, uh, and I definitely in rainbows was where I stopped with them. I don't. I probably listened to that heart shaped pool like once. Moon shaped pool. Moon shaped pool. Heart shaped pool would be cool. It's like a sleazy <laughs> rock album. Um, yeah, and I, I bet you if I listened to all their albums, I'd like in like ninety percent of the time, I'd probably be into it. So, 
Nice. That's it for me. That's it. All right. So should we get to the plans? Who's playing? Who's in? Who's out? Oh, Let's get this tourney started. Caleb, you back? Yeah, sorry. Thanks for vamping. Yeah. No, we're good. It's perfect timing. Yeah. Um, one thing I did forget to say was their SNL performance. Um, right. Well, I think it was probably for their promotions of Kid A. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, my brother, Isaac Zachary, watched that. And then uh, I my dad. My dad is like, this is pretty neat. Kind of has like a bitch's brew vibe to it. Oh, um, yeah. I forget nice. what song they're doing. What's that song I kid it with the, the, the horns? The, the horns. horn steps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, good performance. Yeah, so. that was good. And that, that was like I was like, oh, well, yeah, this fans this fans deep, baby. Um, <laughs> cool, 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 cool. So yeah, that's our Radiohead. All right, let's get into the tournament. Let's get into this tournament. 2023 Division I American Radiohead Championships. So, what we have here is we have 12 bands just locked in, locked in and seated. So, we'll let's go through that. And then we need to fill in the last uh, 13 and 14. So, we're going to pull from our list and kind of talk about it and get, get two other bands on there. And then we'll do our uh, playing tournament. Yeah, do you guys have any questions? Anything? No, let's go for it. Let's list cool. them off. Yeah. All right. So at the number one seed, we have Wilco, Chicago, Illinois. Number two, Animal Collective, Baltimore, Maryland. And then we have Butterdink, Dink, Butterdink, Dink, Dink, Tool from Los Angeles, California. And then we got coming in number four, Grizzly Bear from, I want to assume, New York City. Then we got the Flaming Lips coming in number five. Okay, see, baby. Then we got the Dirty Projectors and New York, New York. And then number seven seed, TV on the radio, New York, New York. And then coming in number eight, a little countrified, Morning Jacket. Louisville, Kentucky. And then number nine, the Mars Volta, LA by way of El Paso, Texas. And then Atlanta's own Deer Hunter, Noah's favorite. <laughs> and then number 11 from Brompton, California, Kendrick Lamar. And then number 12 is St. Vincent herself at New York, New York. So that's. The locks. That's what we got locked in. Yeah. So you did like yeah. the overall seating for the whole tourney. Yep. Yep. That's oh. overall. So the uh, I wanted to keep the 13 and 14 open because there's actually a lot of bands on this list. I thought it would be oh yeah, we'll get a quick easy 16. But you know, there is there's a lot of bands that could be considered the American radio that that didn't make the, this this top 12 yet. So yeah, before yeah. we before we move on, do you want me to? Sure. I just want, I want to break down. Do you want to do the this the east and west brackets here? Yeah, yeah. the division, so we can see sure. some of these matchups. Yeah, and like we said, all this will be available online for our listeners, so you can follow along with, with your bracket. Oh yes. <clears throat> so from the top, we got the Flaming Lips up against a yet to be determined eight seed. Nice. We got at number four, the Mars Volta up against number five, Saint Vincent. At number that's three, our Midwest or what is that bracket? That's yes, uh, that's our fudgy Midwest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. we don't have enough West uh, Texas, Coast. Texas, right. Midwest. Full disclosure, fans. Keep going, keep going. 
<laughs> yeah, we uh, we had to fill this the West Coast in a bit. Uh, it doesn't matter. East Coast yeah. sided. So yeah. Let's at go number move. three, we have Dirty Projectors, honorary West Coasters. At number six, we have Kendrick Lamar. So that's the Dirty Projectors up against Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. Uh, and then our final bracket on the West, we have Tool up against a yet to be determined seventh seed. So those are the two on the on the the seven and eighth are the two on the West we need to uh, fill in. And then on the East, we have Wilco up against a yet to be determined eight seed. Uh, Wilco at number one. We have TV on the radio at number four up against My Morning Jacket at number five. We have Grizzly Bear at number three up against Deer Hunter at number six. And we have Animal Collective at number two up against a yet to be determined seven seed. Um, and looking nice. at these brackets, this bracket, there's some good matchups here. I think we're going to have a lot to talk about. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. So, yeah, yeah and then, so the top seeds will be playing the the two winners of the, the play-in. Just to okay. be clear on that. Yes, indeed. Sorry. Yeah. So, so yeah, how are we determining this play-in? Who's ooh. in it? Do you want to do the turn? The do you want to do the? Let's do the um. Play in the uh the the uh, seven seeds first, and we'll, we'll do the uh the bubbles. thirteen and fourteen. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So who's on the bubble here? Okay. So. There's a there is a controversial artist out there who who was bumped from the big from the top, list. yeah, yes. Um, uh, that is Kanye West, um, Ye himself. I um, say we're we're short on West brackets. Yeah. So well, let's put Kanye in the West. Against with an Tool. asterisk, we do not support what tool fans say politically <laughs> and then we don't support what kanye west says politically in any way shape or form but i just so feel like kanye he's, he's so... lost his goddamn mind mm -hmm. but then again roman polanski has an oscar so you know what, what are we you know, yeah eh. but i feel like kanye was blowing up <laughs> at the same time that radiohead was already blown up and was already an event person and for a while i think kanye was the biggest event album guy yeah yeah, that's and he switched up his style enough and he had that singing album and I think he fits the criteria pretty well. The great so gospel album. Yeah. 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 And well, he's pretty experimental minded <laughs> and he's also like he had like a five album run where people yeah. gave a shit. And he would and he like, you know, up. yeah, he's pretty worldly. So he would like, you know, and use samples and stuff from like pan records and like Pablo a bunch is of ambient stuff. Albums. The life of that. Pablo. Yeah, the Pablo you got the Pablo, connection. the life of Pablo honey. <laughs> Somebody should do a That's mashup. a good mashup. Yeah, we should. Yeah. yeah, we should get all that. All right, but anyways, keep going. Who so else? you're voting for Kanye. We'll 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 uh, we'll we'll list this all, all and then we'll uh, we'll discuss. But we'll bold yeah. That, yeah yeah. So Kanye on the bubble, also on the bubble. Well, it could yeah, be a good Baltimore matchup. You got Beach House. Oh yeah. Um yeah, pretty I like interesting it. albums. You know, kind of more Spartan in their sound, but. Yeah, you know, definitely interesting band. Um, Crossover appeal out the ass. ass out the <laughs> Everybody ish. loved them for like three years. They were the band. It was yeah. so funny. You were going to parties and people would put Beach House on, and I'm like, "Okay, you low yeah. energy motherfuckers." This is good. Out parties. Oh, What's going on? It was the start <laughs> of. It was the start of everybody saying vibes. It's a whole vibe. It's a vibe. Yeah. This is a vibe. Yeah, that's true. They were a vi very vibes, man. Still are, maybe. Okay, and then Spoon. They're also on the bubble. Big band, a lot of crossover yes. appeal, play big yeah. festivals. They don't have a lot of albums, but when they drop them, they're pretty popular. Uh -huh. Had a I hesitated pretty to put them, on the, put them on the big board. Pretty buried because I find them a little just 
too capital yeah. I indie rock, a little too straightforward. Oh. Mm. They but, were always next up. It's like these are yeah. the next ones. They're next man up. They're, they're next. Are they the next up out of out of Austin? Okay, and then the next two that are on the bubble, I think there needed to be some like Pablo Honey, the Benz, kind of more uh, singer songwriter ballady kind of representation. So that's the National and the Walkman, both of New York, New York. Mm. The Moody's um, and the Mopsters. The Moody's and the Mopsters, which I think that's what I like the most about Radiohead personally. And not yeah. that these bands need to sound like Radiohead, but I, th- I think that is a, a part of it. Um, the National and, for sure on their first album got described as an American Radiohead. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then the Walkman, big band, big sound, varied, yeah. dynamic front man, you know, the whole, the whole bit. Had a little um, run. Yeah. Had a little run, yeah. And then Sufjan Stevens is also in the bubble here. Um, Curious. It doesn't very, seem like he'd fit at first, but then deeper. When you think uh, about it. Yes. You think about the hype. You think about his involvement in films. You think about experimental. You think about concept Concepts, albums. Yeah. Um, oh, big concept. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. all there. Yeah. yeah. One I came up with is uh, Sacramento's own the Deft- Deftones, not the Deftones, Deftones. And, you know, there's like, well, they're a new metal band or they're whatever, a heavy shoegaze band or whatever. But I don't know. I keep thinking about it and I'm just like, Every like, time they dropped an album was a big deal. Yeah. They're very moody. Um, kind of a, big modern yeah. rock band. Kind of big. forgot how much they crossed over, like how popular mm-hmm. they truly yeah, were. Yeah, and they crossed over too. They were like one of you know they got lumped into new metal, but like you you talk to like Hessian dudes. I talk to dudes at shows and like no, the Deftones fucking rip. Like those albums are like gorgeous, you know. Also, kind yeah. of getting reassessed in this kind of new metal reassessment that we're going yeah, Renaissance yeah. That we're going through and here and they definitely they used a lot of elements like dream pop and gays and like they'd be cool know, to put in there band. because it would give me an excuse to like dive into deftones which i've never really done yeah i don't know if you but anyways interesting band interesting discussion okay and then we have uh ldr herself lana del rey no, this one's Cop interesting. Um, so this is a later edition, like the same with Kendrick. Later edition. They're kind of the yeah. post radio. So we're kind of heads. being a little, yeah. bending the rules a little bit because they kind of fall out of the era where they would get that tag a lot. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. You can make similar, similar, similar things. Artist, you know, very yeah, vibe. Yeah. Very but vibe-y. now I would argue, Caleb, if we're going to put Lana in there for somebody who is. Mm, Sort of more known now for kind of pushing the envelope. Would would Beyonce fit better than her as far as? No, that's interesting. But okay. I don't know if it, a lot of Beyonce solo albums for the, her first few, which I like, weren't mm-hmm. necessarily events because she was still branching out of the. Um, they're like R and B. They're hip hop. They're pop yeah. event, but they were not like the crossover huge. Everyone yeah. and your mom loves Beyonce. Yeah. And mm. I would also say no, not a hit on Beyonce, but she is very reliant on her producers. Mm. Um, very creative person. She has great taste and she curates everything. But I don't know a lot of like, especially on that last album. So maybe it's like recency bias is like, you know, she's yeah. a bunch a good, of different producers. Great, like legendary songwriter. She yeah. writes her lyrics. But Lana Del Rey does capture that melancholy vibe of Radiohead. Yeah. So I could 
I could definitely see she her. would slot in there on the Romeo and Juliet soundtrack right next to talk yeah. show host. You <laughs> right, know what I mean? Right, right, totally. That's a good pull. Good pull. Um so I like that. And then yeah. Yeah. L C D sound system. Um uh, yeah, old, just our like old pal vibes, curating, you know, taste from far flung. Now, what about a band genres and things like that? Our old our old pal here. Well, not to step on another third rail, but you said LCD sound system, which makes me think Arcade Fire. Should they be on this bubble? Well, we can't because they are. Oh, they're Canadian. Canadian. Yeah, no, so okay. that's actually good. Fun. Thanks. If we Canada. have to extend this to North America, then like, then are we going to talk like Mexico? How did I forget they're Canadian? Yeah. Yeah. Famously Canadian. Uh, and also completely unproblematic, right? Not no, in the okay, at all. good. Now I'm glad they're Canadian. Uh, but I'm going to say, because we're going to, ex- we could expand to North America for sure. But then, like, then, then we're going to talk about like, do we bring uh, in Mexico? Do we bring in a band like Mana or someone like that who's huge <laughs> crossover? Yeah, was it the coat hangers? Yeah. What was oh, that? The, the band, the coat hangers, and the oh. Mexican band that kind of hit the indie scene. Oh man, somewhat maybe. recently, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I think keeping it to the uh, yeah, that's the US a good call. Good call. Never so, mind, is no arcade fire, but that's yeah. that would they would certainly be on here in terms of getting called that, you know, the the, the North American Radiohead for sure, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So that's the list. Well, Let's... how about that's the list? How about we take a quick little break and then when we come back, we'll we'll get this bracket all filled in and then we'll have the play in. Sick. Cool. cool. Thanks, guys. All right. Welcome back to our March Madness, baby. So we got these. Gotta get these the these seeds here. The two seven seeds. Okay. Locked in. Does anyone feel really strongly about anyone anything or really strong that someone shouldn't make it? I think and of all the spots ones, and we got about of all the ones you mentioned, my leans right now would be spoon. And then if, if you guys want to put Kanye on the bubble, I, I would probably have to vote for Mr. West. Okay. I feel like as much as it pains me, I feel like I do to feel about the Kanye. Yeah. Even though that dude's an absolute maniac. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, you we don't know. have to discuss him post, you know, 2016. Yeah, say. yeah. Let's just go up to the life of Pablo, the life of Pablo or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I think, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah just I think, know that we are completely against his anti-Semitism, completely yeah. against his we are completely against his music. Nonsense. He's a great guy. Personal, <laughs> but he he's fully in like Morrissey territory where it's like yeah, I can't true. even listen to those albums anymore. True, like and we have, to, we have said, to find something in there. Was he? We've referenced the Smiths <laughs> in insanity ways. the whole time. Yeah. Oh, there's um, definitely yeah a bunch of crypto nationalism on there. Subliminals. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think I think Kanye goes on there. Okay. What well, at thirteen or at fourteen? Thirteen. And then we're putting him on the West. Yeah, yeah let's put him on the West. His put name's him up West. Tool, or yeah, he's been an, he's been an LA he guy. Oh, so if he's at seven, then he will go up against t- uh, Tool. So that, that's an that's interesting. Like a, that could be an upset. Like said, yeah, that could be an upset. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, interesting. Yeah. I bet you Kanye is a Tool guy. I mean, he's a Tool, but I bet you he, he likes dresses tool. like one now. He dresses like a Tool fan now. Oh yeah, he does. <laughs> 
boy. I'm okay. sure he's had yeah. wine with Maynard sometime. Adrian, what say you? Yeah. Who are you leaning towards? So uh, my initial inclination was Beach House, but after looking at this list, you can make solid arguments for all these. Spoon, you can make solid argument for. I like the Lana Del Rey. I like the wild cardness of it. I like that. And um, yeah. I haven't really explored any of her latest records too much, uh, too deeply. So that could be interesting. I would probably say we're gonna drop go. We gotta drop one of the National of the Walkman. I don't think it's either or on those, so I wouldn't go with either of those. Yeah, yeah I, I think Beach House is my gut. Um, yeah, yeah, but I could be persuaded otherwise. Caleb, um, I'm cool with Beach House. You know, I think that's I think that's a good one. That band was very big. Um, so, and honestly, I'd, I'd probably like to listen to those albums now because. I dug them when they came out, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. We've got the Baltimore matchup now. Yeah. Ooh, nice. The Battle Ooh, of Baltimore matchup. And also, you get some female representation in there with the beach house. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, mood, vibes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Drama. Yeah. So, Animal Collective will go up against Beach House. Oh, Baltimore. All right. Cool. All right. What's. Uh, Walmart. We got it. We got it. We, we did it, guys. And yeah. So wait, don't we need one more? Uh, no. We got the seven seeds. Oh, now no, no. Okay. Sorry, 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 sorry. Now sorry, sorry. we go sorry. to the tournament within the tournament, the playing, baby. Here we go. So earlier today, we created the little playing tournament. <laughs> it's four bands <laughs> fighting for two spots. Okay. So there's going to be two winners. So it's actually yeah, not winner takes all. It can, there, there can be two. I thought it'd be fun. So these are kind of on the fringe bands that are maybe lesser known, maybe kind of different from Radiohead and maybe le- less expected. So those bands are Holly Herndon of Palo Alto or something. I think she <laughs> went to Stanford. Holly Herndon, uh, experimental electronic composer. The musician, yeah, she's yeah. rad. She's toured with Radiohead, super dope stuff. Definitely has that boop and bleep. And she's from Tennessee. Oh, from Tennessee, yeah. But I think she went she to did study at Stanford. Stanford, so we can put her in the West. PhD there, so yeah, there you go. Shout out, Stan. Shout out, Stanford. Um, yeah, so we'll put her in the West, and she will be facing also from the West, from Denver. That's right, the fray, America's <laughs> cold day. So, <laughs> been <laughs> having been anointed America's Coldplay, we all know Coldplay is the Earth Sans Radiohead. Um, it's like adult contemporary Radiohead. Um, yeah. But they just had to go in there. That we needed some. We needed some corn in there. So, it's taking the like the, yeah, we the cheesiest corn this country. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. corniest, the cheesiest elements yeah. of the Radiohead. Like, what was their hit? But uh, how to save a life, and then over, yeah. uh, over, over my head or whatever. Did they work with like Timbaland? Did Maybe. they? I feel like he did I remixes piano. for the fray. <laughs> they're, um, they're piano driven too, I believe. Yeah, Which, you know. Tom so yeah, to get so they're the, the placeholder the for for. Uh, Coldplay because Coldplay is disqualified. Yeah, totally. but, even I though mean, Coldplay is at this point is a resident of the world. I mean, they're just they're worldwide. Yeah, I think Chris Martin's lived in <laughs> L.A. or New York for a lot, but 
Okay. Okay, cool. And then um then also the second matchup is Baron Heaven from Brooklyn, New York. You know, experimental dark pop band from uh from New York, very New York band, and they will be facing off against Frank Ocean. We all know him, we love him. Shout out Frank Ocean. Definitely the new American Radiohead for sure. Yes, um, just popular, enigmatic, just experimenting with his sound, experimenting, very uh, vocally driven, genuine, kind of lovable yeah. weirdo. Yep, exactly. <laughs> yep, exactly. So that is the matchup. Those are matchups. So let's go to the tournaments. So what we're going to do here is we are going to go listen to head to head a Holly Herndon song and a Frey song. And we're going <laughs> to determine who's the winner. All right, who should go we go tape. into? Who should we go to first? Should we go to Holly Herndon or let's start yeah. off with Holly the year? Yeah, I think that's kind of going to be the more esoteric ones. Yes, so, uh, clearly. So let's do a little bit of "Here Is Fade" from the album "Movement" by Har- <clears throat> by Holly. <clears throat> Why can't I say this? It's by a hard Holly name Herndon. It's kind of a tongue twister. Holly Hedron. <laughs> so here she Hedron is. Collider. Holly Herndon herself with Philly Herman. All right, definitely some Kid A vibes, some kind of uh, yeah. Uh, was that chaos pad thing that Tom Murray yeah. uses to, to yeah, totally vocals? kind of that kind of vibe? Those are fun, they All are right. Now, let's hear here is American Coldplay, Den- Denver Zone, Caleb. Yeah, I think they're from Denver. All right, Denver Zone. <laughs> we'll, uh, we will not the be great American musical city, Denver, Colorado. <laughs> you got Earth, Wind, and Fire, and you got these guys. <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here is a little from the song Look After You by The Fray from How to Save a Life. Oh, God. I think this disqualifies us to be running this tournament (laughs) (laughs) no i mean you can you could there's definitely some benzian kind of vocals going on there's you can make some connections here it's a little loose but yeah my gut's telling me i don't know they're shooting for radiohead for sure yeah Yeah, they're shooting for it i don't know they're shooting for radiohead they're landing at Coldplay, but just slightly lower and i think they may have started out as a christian rock band and and i could say it we've had no representation of christian music ever on this podcast and we never will so shout out to the christians okay i mean okay so should we vote on this now or wait for the second matchup all right let's 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 get Get a good good download. I vote for the fray. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one for the fray. One for the fray. Right. I'm gonna go with Holly Herndon. I've I've always liked her music. Oh, and okay. Her... So that's I'm the tiebreaker. Yeah. 
as funny as the fray would be <laughs> and as much as i would love to make us all be miserable listening to more fray songs i gotta go with, with holly herndon she's just closer and yeah. uh yeah. it's if the phrase interesting i think we could uh have a lot of fun with that but yeah well what we'll do next is we do the american, american cold play, play yeah cold play off <laughs> <There you go. laughs> uh, like uh, the shins the shins are the american yeah. cold play? Yeah, they could have yeah. been on this i guess tournament yeah we'll they could have they, they yeah. did their run wasn't long enough yeah totally all right so there we go holly herndon holly, she's, she's in the eight and we're gonna slaughter in on the east or the west. We're gonna go with West Coast because she uh, went to Stanford. She uh, she studied at Mills. All right, West Coast yeah. it is. So she will be going up against our number one seed, the Flaming Lips. I Ooh. like that matchup actually. That's a yeah, good that's a famously cool from the West. Famously from the Midwest. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right, that's good. Flaming Lips was first heard. Her name. Yeah, yeah, that the Her line name, on that would so be like in. flaming lips minus four fifty or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll go through and do all the odds. That'll be the Patreon episode. <laughs> we'll get deep into the betting. Um, okay, so next up we have Baron Heaven v Frank Ocean. Um, I can go. I don't even know who Baron Heaven is, so I'm gonna go with Frank. Ocean. <laughs> well, we gotta listen well, to them first. Yeah, we gotta <laughs> listen to it. We gotta do our due diligence. Hold um, your horses. Okay. You don't remember horses. Baron Heaven though. No, I know it. I know of it. Well, I'll, I'll probably recognize it when I hear it. Yeah. If this this when did this come out? Because I feel like if it came out when you were in college, two thousand. Or... I think it's two thousand nine is when this album. Yeah, I think okay, this so is like their like, biggest album. I think Pitchfork was all up on it. It was. They were. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, here is a bit of that. This is "Lovesick Teenagers" by the aforementioned Baron Heaven from Beast Rest Fourth Mouth. Great, great titles great all title. around. <laughs> I like it. Kind of like an M83 type thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a little dream poppy. Stuff. And you can that at the end of a Hulu episode. Yeah. Big Hulu <laughs> energy on there. <laughs> Hulu montage energy. Was, yeah. Not bad. Right. Not bad. I played All on right. the last episode of High yeah. Maintenance. <laughs> <Anybody>? <laughs> Don't get me started on that. Don't get me started on that show. Boy, yeah. <laughs> God, dude, that being from California and that shows depictions of weed smoking and people smoking weed is so embarrassing. It's like <laughs> we're having a reefer party, man. And it's like, okay, you guys like weed is like oxygen here. It's like it's just a part of your life. And like, yeah, you don't just like hit a joint, like, oh yeah, I feel so different now. It's just, <laughs> Jesus. LA All comedy right. writers, baby. All right, who's next? We got Frank Ocean from Blonde. Ivy. Here's a little bit of that. Back then, we time to kill back then. You ain't a kid no more. We'll never be those kids again. It's not the same. Ivy's in Don't you remember? All right, this is going to be a tough that one. I was dreaming. That's a good song. That song's a shit. Yeah, 
This I is think, a close one. Yeah. Yeah, it is a close one. I think, you know, Baron Heaven sound skews more towards Radiohead, but then in terms of next man up kind of thing we were talking about earlier, I think Frank Ocean, you know, definitely. And like Noah just said, that song's the shit, you know, and like you know, like Radiohead has those songs too. It's like that song is the shit, you know, just like big statements. I gotta go with Frank Ocean on this one, but very, very closely. Yeah. Noah? Frank. Frank? Oh, okay. Yeah. Damn. Definitive. Uh, I'm gonna go with my boy Frankie too. Yeah. I, we got, you know, I agree. I think Baron Heaven good it sounded great. I I don't think I've really ever listened to that record too much. So it'd be interesting to, to revisit that. Might be doing that on my own, but you can't deny Frank Ocean is kind of the late, you know latter day version of the radiohead like this is that he's the now the like yeah the next guard the new yeah, guard for yeah. sure okay for sure there cool we go. so so frankie going up ocean will be going up against sorry my thing crashed here give me a minute <laughs> going up against against so frank ocean will be going up against our number one seed Wilco, our oh, old friends. Damn, that old. That could be. That could I be spell an upset. An upset. I, that could be an upset. <laughs> that that could be our we believe. Yeah, that could be. Or we believe. Yeah, I think Frank on paper Goom. Wilco, and we've definitely said it on this podcast, is like the American Radiohead. I think when you think of that term, uh, that's well, made up alert, term. That's what the Klosterman uh, oh, article. Klosterman about. said he Wilco was. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, and that guy knows from Wilco, I guess. <laughs> That'll be a good match, nonetheless. Yeah, no, that's a great match. Yeah, both. Yeah, bands have got a lot to say and a lot to say about them. So, cool, Sick. cool, cool, cool. All right, all so right. That, there you have it. Brackets are locked. We did it, guys. We got the bracket. Sweet sixteen is locked. And How do you know, vote? this one. So we will soon be providing once this record or I'm sorry, once the episode drops, we'll be providing a link on our socials to go grab this form that they can fill out. It will be you can fill it out on the computer. You can print it out, fill it out uh, and then email it to us at whackerslaps at gmail.com. Yep. And yeah, you can fill that way. And that's how you feel. So just and, you know, fill it out all at once and then we'll just break it down round by round. Yeah, we'll, go around, we'll break around. it down round okay. by round and then we'll discuss okay. and we'll, uh, you know, hopefully we'll have some um, yeah. some people send it in in time to uh, discuss what, uh, what the folks out there are talking about, what the folks out there are thinking. So should be pretty interesting. Yeah, totally, totally. And, uh, you know, just for the sake of fun, um, you know, what's what, what do they call that, Noah? The the NIS or whatever? It's the the invitational with the bands that don't make it. Oh, the NIT. NIT. Invitational. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so it's actually we'll, older than the NCAA. Yeah, interesting. So what are some NIT bands that, that we had here? Um, well, let's see. Know, let's see. I got uh, ones like, you know, Bon Iver. That, 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 you know, that came up. I'm uh, surprised. Yeah. That wasn't on the bubble. But yeah. He's, uh, yeah. I don't know. You could have made he could have saw it in there, but I think these other yeah. folks just a little bit more uh have a little, yeah, more... a little too normy too quickly, I think. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah, uh, maybe something about well, it just didn't feel um, if you vote for Kanye, that's kind of a vote for him. Yeah, <laughs> true. true. <laughs> yeah. Actually, so folks, we have Kanye on there just because their involvement with Bon Iver. Um, <laughs> so it's not a straight endorsement for Kanye. And then 
a couple weird ones that came up, but I just didn't feel good about putting because they're contemporaries of Radiohead or they predate Radiohead in some instances. REM and the Smashing Pumpkins. Um, it's just kind of thorny of a conversation. Yeah, REM, it definitely feels like another era. So I yeah, disclude them. Um, but they were like the first breakout college rock band. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, in a way, the Flaming Lips are older mm-hmm. than Radiohead. As, as, as Wilco is too. They had so many um, lives. Yeah. They're, I would say, yes, their second sort of iteration wave, of psychedelic yeah. pop. Yeah. yeah. Second wave. There you go. That's a better word. Second wave where they're much more like psychedelic pop than the, I mean, the they, pure. They reinvented the themselves with yes. the internet hype machine. Yeah, exactly. So they they that that makes I think that makes sense, even though they were technically, I think, t- together a few years, a couple of years earlier than Radiohead. I think Radiohead yeah. was like 89 and then uh, the flips were earlier in the 80s. So, yeah. yeah you OK, what else, Caleb? And then two bands that I cut because they're just a little tiny, too, maybe too straightforward were Band of Horses and The Hold Steady. Mm-hmm. Um, too much. I think Americana. the band of horses is, is more like America's built to spill, personally. Uh, like, but... Built to spill is <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, built so, to spill yeah. could almost be considered can, American. Yeah, I consider that. I yeah, think that they're um they're just too indie rock. They're just yeah. like capital and. But I, I guess that's kind of the tricky thing. Like Wilco was called the American Radiohead because they had American. Truly, very right. American aesthetics. Yeah, true. Filtered through a kind of Radiohead experiment. Yeah, experimental. Yep. Yeah, that's true. And then a couple kind of dark horses uh, who really didn't have a chance. Kind of the wild card. The wild card were, uh, but I just kind of put them on there for their abilities to weave kind of art pop and beats and different you know influences. And it was like Akron family, Akron slash family. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Tune Yards and Yves Tumor, who was a newer entrant. Experimentalism. Yeah. Um, I see that. Yeah. And then, you know, just kind of being, yeah, making, making pop music, but, you know, um, using the weirder elements and kind of skewing that. I think yeah. all those bands kind of do that in their own different ways. A band I thought then, of, but they were um, of too course short lived, was Polyphonic Spree. And then you already got oh, St. Vincent. Yeah. You already got St. Vincent. Yeah. So that's fine. Yeah, it's just kind of it's kind of the Kanye thing. St. Vincent was in the band, so she's technically holding down for uh, yeah. right, right, yeah. And then yeah, a couple other things came up in our research. My favorite one that came up was Adams for Peace, the um, <laughs> the actual group Radiohead as members of Radiohead. Yeah. Which I think that, I don't know. It's a are there more interest. Americans in that band than Brits? <laughs> I think so. I think they're based in L.A. too. So yeah, I think they're technically Please. an L.A. band. Flea, yeah. obviously a huge LA guy, huge guy. Yeah, yeah huge he's American probably wearing guy. a Lakers jersey right now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah, and then other weird ones came up, like Granddaddy. I was like, oh, I could kind of see that. Maybe. But I, don't sure. know. I don't think they have enough output. Uh, to enough really... juice. Yeah. Yeah, maybe now at this point with those last couple. Of Wait, they're not Canadian or something. No, they're from, they're from Modesto. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's cool. Oh, yeah. You're right. They totally are from Modesto. Yeah, I think famously yeah. from Modesto. Right? Yeah. Famously. Yeah. So, was there any bands you guys thought of that, you know, just didn't quite make the cut? Like I said, Polyphonic Spree. Yeah. Um, it's a good one. 
there's uh, there's a couple that's kind of bubbling up but yeah oh the shins as i mentioned but they only really had those first two albums and then nobody really cared about the third (laughs) album Mm -hmm. so famously true i did that i think we mentioned everything there was a couple here on this list that we haven't mentioned yet uh battles that would be interesting yeah. i don't think they have enough output though yeah uh, Youth Lagoon. they kind of fell off oh yeah. he's back i guess yeah. yeah um isn't he a furry too or something didn't that come out so, sounds sounds about right uh and then flying lotus who i think that would that could be a very interesting one but i think we have it covered in terms of well, like, i'll throw one out there but it's hard to Electronic. kind of pin down but uh mad lib Oh, oh yeah, well, that could be. Yeah. See, I think what Madlib suffers from, and the sake for this, is he's too eclectic. Like mm-hmm. he, he too eclectic, too, yeah. um, but also too prolific is really what I meant. Like just has like way too much output. Oh, it's yeah. kind of hard to like. Yeah, and he's he moves differently than Radiohead. Yeah, he's a yeah. Different, producer different. primarily these yeah. days. No, but that's that's a good one. That's, that's a good. Uh, that's a good is, call. Yeah, it'd is be interesting Madlib to do the Radiohead of hip hop. Oh well, Kanye is still on. Is Kanye still? Does <laughs> Kanye still make hip hop? <laughs> like, well, that's true. What, that's what's he point. make? He makes hate he rock makes, now. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, All right. Music, well, yeah. So that's uh, yeah, that's our list. You know, I'm pretty proud Solid. of it. Good work. Yeah, we got through. Yeah, it. thanks um, for all your help on this one, guys. You guys kind of ran the show. Oh yeah. I was just the oh, disruptor. Oh, no problem, man. You're, the, <laughs> yeah, well, you're usually the game master, too, so we thought we'd give you the break. Yeah, we need some uh, kind of come in here, throw a few, yeah, do a some, few lobs, see what's do going on. some color commentary. Yeah, no, it's fun. Um, and, yeah, my methods were just, I just found, you know, many articles as I could that mentioned the American Arena. Um, yeah, so, yeah, it was fun. It was fun to, like, kind of relive some of those bands and, you know, kind of in the process of defining what it meant was, like, a fun journey. So next week, are we doing an episode or are we doing just a follow-up on this? No, next week we are going to do live. We're going to do the Sweet 16. We are going to go through each matchup and talk about it. And a winner will emerge to make it to the Elite Eight. Yeah. That? Yeah. So we'll do it live. So, you know, you can come with your bracket. We'll have some lively discussion. Maybe some minds will be changed about stuff. Yeah. But it's a lot of thinking. I see some upsets. I, there might be some lessons in the future and yes yeah, so folks listeners my fellow co-hosts just uh listen to whatever albums you think fit you know it doesn't have to necessarily be the the zenith of the band's popularity it can be you know an earlier album or one that's later one that you feels more in the radiohead mold yeah, get a taste so. get a feel for for these bands yeah get can. a little taste yeah listen to a few few singles you know maybe don't even commit to the whole album so. i was enjoying re- revisiting all these records uh, we put together a small little playlist maybe we'll Sure yeah, we'll point. we'll probably get at least uh, some, one song from everyone on there. All yeah, right. it's, and uh, it's been yeah. it's been a pleasure revisiting. So looking forward yeah. to discussing so this. Send us your brackets. Yeah, this is this is Hashtag March Madness. American Radiohead. <laughs> yeah, who is the American Radiohead? But uh, yes, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Uh, hit us up at wackerslaps at gmail.com, at wackerslaps on all the socials that are socials out there. Kiki has our theme song, even though we had a little different one. Thank you for the theme song. Just the same. Adrian, thank you for all your production work. Noah, thank you for all your content, conversation, stimulating conversation. Um, Yeah, join us next week when we do the Sweet 16 live, baby. And as always, we leave you with the eternal burning question. Who is...
the American Radiohead. Swish. From downtown. Boom shakalaka. Bang. It weren't a Radiohead. 